Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Notes from the Dojo. This is different than Discord Dojo. This is more... A rare podcast is I don't like making the Evoke podcast just about my training and my experience because I'm only N of one, but I was talking about this on Strava and made a comment of having one of the first pain-free long rides in a long time, and this came about from something I discovered in Ecuador. So if you are new to the podcast, I had an injury last I really need to go back and look at this, maybe uh, March, April-ish, where it was a shooting, it wasn't even a shooting, it was kind of a shooting pain on my backside, like sort of, um, I'm trying to think, glute medius is around where it was, and I thought it might have been my piriformis, and the weird thing was though, it seemed to wrap around my side and go down my hip flexor. What it ended up being was my QL, quadratus lumborum, it's a muscle in your inner back and look it up it actually connects from below oh man don't let me screw this up from the by the ribs and wraps around to your hip it's been a while anyways I went through some rehab luckily did not have to get off the bike I was super specific with or Specifics not the right word. I was very adamant with the PT guy saying, are you sure that riding is not creating a problem? Because I will get off the bike right now because my biggest goal was amateur nationals and masters nationals. And I felt like I still had enough time to get back to 100% and then keep riding because I was on the side of the road. I was living on the farm back then. I was on the side of the road, honestly, nearly almost in tears. Uh, 50 minutes into a ride, just thinking, wow, I've worked all of 2019 and 2020 to get ready for these two races and I'm falling apart right now. And my issue was I lifted too heavy and I tweaked it actually in Florida when I was here last year and just never addressed. I, I remember the time in the gym where I lifted too much and I don't know if I pulled the QL or what did I do, but I just kept lifting and wasn't doing the RPE lifting. But anyways, I went through the rehab and they had made the comment also that I might have a misfiring glute. So I was doing a lot of fire hydrants, a lot of single leg glute bridges and dry needling was what really helped to progress the QL rehab. So it got to the point where I went through about five needling sessions. I want to say over about a 
two month period. And I should probably look at the dates by May. I mean, when I, when I was off the bike, when I was finishing my time here in Florida before going back to Tennessee, I could not sit and I actually thought it was then maybe part of a saddle issue. I could not stay seated without just my backside hurt, feeling really sore. And so I would stand and I thought maybe it was this flat area of no hills. I mean, you could sit for hours here. That seemed weird to me that that would be a problem because I actually back in the day was trained to not stand a lot during base miles because we were on fixed gears and it was just stay seated and keep the pedals moving. Um, I don't I don't believe in that as a good training regimen. I think it's good to stand to not only develop that strength but also just to change up the muscles to avoid injury. But that's just kind of what we did. We did we did weird things back then. And so moving forward, I went through the season. Uh, I had a great amateur nationals performance in my mind. I won masters nationals. I was elated with this year. It, it was better, but it wasn't perfect. And I kept doing all my stretches, kept doing all the rehab, um, got back into the gym to start strengthening other parts of my body because I had missed the gym for a few months probably three or four months while this all went down. And then when I came back, I couldn't start lifting because I was getting ready for these races, blah, blah, blah. So what happens? I get ready to go through base and I'm feeling good. I could feel it every once in a while. And towards the end of like maybe hour three would kind of flare up sometimes. And I kept thinking, oh, it must be this. I didn't do my stretches or I didn't do my strength or maybe I'm, you know, it just wasn't gone. And so... I get ready, I do a big block of base, and I'm starting to think I need to get back and get this dry needling done again, or I need to get looked at again, because it's not totally gone. And then I find out about, about Ecuador, I train for Ecuador, get through the race mostly. I didn't notice it a ton on stage, I want to say one, two, or three, and it was in stage four. We're finally leading out. We're trying to keep Jean-Michel up front. I'm on the front and it is someone is just stabbing a knife into my hip flexor. And I uh, I was just super disappointed. I just one thing that was interesting, not interesting, but there's a lot of tile floors in Ecuador. I'm a big carpet guy in family rooms so I can I love to lay down and I'm actually you know stretch and if I'm hanging out with family or whatever I don't like sitting I think sitting sitting is we know is not great but I would prefer to be prefer to be stretching or just you know I don't know it's more comfortable on the floor I'm actually looking at we're redoing some of our family room here at the condo in Florida because it has a sizal rug which is the most uncomfortable rug to sit on it looks good it's you know, it's kind of Florida E, but horrible. So Chris has agreed that we're going to get something more layable. <laughs> um, and so because of all these tile floors, because of if you've listened to the coffee breakaway, there was no time to do any uh, the time just flew. And so I didn't have a yoga mat. I wasn't going to get on the carpet and or on the, yeah, on the carpet, on the tile floor and stretch. So I hadn't been stretching as much as I would have normally been doing. 
So we get to the end of stage four and I didn't really say anything because, so I peel off, like I'm keeping this as hot as I could. Joey's with me on the front and I can just feel myself cratering. Just eventually, I don't even know how I didn't, did not get us to the finish, did not get us as far as I wanted to. And I was really bummed about that. It was, I pulled off, you know, 80 guys come ripping past. I rolled in, I don't know how, like maybe probably 30, 40 seconds behind the front of the pack and kind of did my job, but didn't do it as best as I could. And I just thought, man, something's not right. And so the weirdest thing happened. I'm in Ecuador, obviously still. I get to the host house where I was staying for the week after to train in Ibarra, northwest of Quito. And I remember standing there in the kitchen. And I thought, I haven't done the pigeon pose in the longest time. That's weird. And I usually, you know, my, I like to keep my hips loose. It's a great stretch. There was a tile floor there. And I'm like, whatever, I just got to do it. And I had my sand, I had these sandals on where I could, the reason I don't like doing it on a tile is because your front leg, the outer portion of your foot is like digging into tile. So I just put my slide down and I put my foot on that. Holy cow. I went to stretch and my right glute was so insanely tight. I could not believe that it could be that tight. And I'm like, whoa, that is not normal. I don't know if it was from the racing. I don't know if it's that I had like neglected this. I'm now thinking, geez, I'm doing all this glute work. Duh. Of course, it's going to get tight over time. Hadn't really stretched it specifically in that way. I had been doing the foam rolling, but that's different than stretching. And I had been doing like self-massage, but don't really self-massage the glute as much. So I do the other side. I go back to the other side. I go, I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this pigeon pose. And something, my back was getting really tight. Uh, also with the, the pain on the bike, all of a sudden my like back, I can't, I can't even explain how what this felt like. It was like somebody unlocked something back there. And it was just, my back didn't even crack, but it's, if someone's had a super tight set of muscles, you know that feeling almost when they're, I almost want to say they're like grinding on top of each other. And when they release, it is a noticeable improvement in motion and flexibility. It's almost like someone had, I mean, it's really unlocked. It's, Uh, anybody with insane back pain will know what I'm talking about. Hopefully you've experienced the remedy to that. So we go out the next day and ride no pain. Don't, don't even feel my hip flexor. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's coincidence. Couldn't have just been the pigeon pose. So I go back and I do the pigeon pose again and damn, it is still pretty tight. I do the other side, do both sides. Same thing, back starting to feel looser. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep pigeon posing this damn thing. And I was stretching, yoga stretching on my bed. So I'm doing my normal stretches for the QL. I'm doing the pigeon pose. I'm thinking of other things that I have maybe neglected that have been helping me over the long term. I have been pigeon posing. And while I went out to do a group ride on New Year's Day, it was shorter than expected. My endurance rides, I've been doing four-hour rides, feeling no pain. I've stayed on the stretching. My lifting is more RPE-based. Why am I posting this? One stretch, one little piece of this huge chain of everything that's interconnected can be out of whack. 
obviously if I'm I'm thinking now in retrospect and I'm actually going to text my PT this is a tip like if I'm starting to work my glutes more over this however many month period make sure I'm stretching them more making sure I'm caring for them more maybe they're going to be under more stress than had I not been doing that but it just amazes me so I'm really the the last test that I need which I won't have for a couple of weeks cuz I'm on a rest week now is like a four and a half hour really hard ride um, that's going to be the ultimate test, but I'm already very, 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 very confident or in a better place than I was before when I was, I was feeling it after about two and a half hours and I went out and I did a endurance tempo ride pushing like 320 Watts for a very long time, almost four hours. And in the last hour, I think I let my average dip down to about 305. I'd have to go check. I haven't done an over 300 watt ride in a long time simply because Tom's not really into those hard pushes for that long. And I I do agree with him on that. But I normally on a weekend ride, if I had the gusto in me, I would do it. And now I kind of hold back a little bit more and don't look at the average watts as much. That's another podcast in itself. But to know that I still had it and to go out and really push it's a lot of watts, even though it's t- technically like 75% of FTP. Once your FTP gets above 350, you know, the absolute value of each percentage point gets so much bigger that I don't think the percentages are correct. I think, you know, or I shouldn't say are, aren't correct. I don't think they're, they should be applied to an athlete in that manner. So again, why am I posting this podcast about myself? Because I think if you have an injury and it's something that gets better but kind of comes back, start asking yourself some more questions because I just kept doing the strengthening exercise. I wasn't thinking about the stretching as much. And there's all these little things that we have to do. This sport is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. My brother-in-law, years ago, when I first got super into cycling, this was probably my second or third time, and I made the comment, oh, cycling's my hobby. He said, dude, your hobby a hobby is knitting or something you do on the side. You are living and breathing this activity right now. It is more than a hobby. And he's damn right. Cycling is more than a hobby. It's an amazing lifestyle. It requires choices and you're not making sacrifices. I'm not making sacrifices. We're, just, we're saying yes to more things than we're saying no to. We're saying yes to different things. But anyways, Make sure you're on top of the maintenance of stretching, get it done. And what I should have done in Ecuador was stretch on the bed. It was a lesson learned. Now I know. Find a soft freaking place, Brendan. Get it done. If you neglect it, bad things happen in that stage four. That was a bummer. So I learned a lot in Ecuador. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I want to give to a team. I learned a lot about daily life and life in general. Um, I'm excited for, I've kind of postponed this other non-cycling podcast I'm going to do. I have some really good guests. I think I have some really good topics to talk about that hopefully can create some more conversations and just help us all improve on a day-to-day basis. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. I was going to put a post out about it, but I'm really focused on where Evoke's going right now. We're hitting our third birthday, and this year is going to be bonkers. We're actually kicking it off with an athlete camp here in Florida. And so I don't really like creating FOMO. We'll probably post a couple photos. I think there's going to be 30 people down here and four of the coaches, so I'm really amped for that. And 
yeah, I think I need to stay focused on that as opposed to starting another podcast. But I don't know. Dipping my toe outside the cycling world again would be interesting after having gone pretty full throttle on it for three years. It's been a really fun journey. And I think if we all keep pushing to help create a community that is excited about training and racing, I'm really excited to see what happens in the next three years. And oh, the kit store is open. Go to our link tree, linktr.ee slash evoke bike. I think that's what it is. Go to the Instagram profile. Maybe I'll put a link in this podcast, but it's open this week. By the time this posts, it will be almost closed. But take care of your body, take care of your mind, do the right thing for you, for your family, for your life. Much love. The end. Bye. <laughs>